Okay, so I think that the first thing that Des would do is actually try to call back. That makes sense. How logical. (laughs) You call uh, Warden Beaumont's house phone, and it rings, and it rings, and it rings. Uh, It doesn't seem like he has voicemail set up because he's too magical even for, for that. He'd break that technology. Yeah. His phone rings and continues to ring. How many rings are you going to let that go before you uh, hang up? So I've actually worked in customer service before. And the rule of thumb is either you wait for it to actually disconnect on its own or you wait two minutes. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. But either way, I don't think she would wait that long because she would probably assume that he has probably been waiting by the phone for a good portion of the day. And I'm not going to lie, I expected this to happen. So she will hang up and she will go back into the room where her friends are. So I'm of the understanding that some and or all of you know where Warden Beaumont lives, right? I mean, I've been, yes. Uh, Can somebody please take me there? Because I have no clue where he lives. Uh... That's all right. I'll find that. him on my own. <laughs> I can do it. We can do it. All right, cool. Um, Yeah, it's just like if I could get a ride or something, that would be really cool. All righty. Um, well, I got the car, so uh, let's, uh, let's go do the dang thing. Yeah, just a quick little jaunt. I'm sure everything's fine. I'm sure we'll be ordering pizza and talking about fairies and shit as... Like in an hour or two. How many people are going? I think all, all of us. us are. Yeah. Oh. It's a party. It's a family it's... affair. It is. Don't split we, the party. We don't want to keep splitting up. You know yeah, what? Stop trying I, to break us up. I appreciate <laughs> that. No, no. We've spent most of this chapter split up. So yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I mean, the three of them all know where he lives. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They've all been there except you. <laughs> Oh, wow. And they're all arguing about the shortcut to take, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, who is actually doing the driving? Me. Me. Cool. <laughs> Can I drive? Yes. Fight, fight, fight. <laughs> Row drives because the boys cannot. Not my car. Make up their mind. But whose car? Mine. Uh, <laughs> Albion, anything Can to say? Can we get to the plot, please? <laughs> Okay, we're driving in a car. We get there. Can we? Are we there? <laughs> yes. Uh, I actually do need you to make me a driving roll, Gwen, <laughs> oh, uh, because <laughs> this is going to uh, this is going to matter for how long it takes you to get there. Y'all didn't re- cap that that was going to happen when Michael was insistently asking who was driving. This is why I ride a bike. We get the results, and the result <laughs> inconclusive. <laughs> The result's a negative one. Negative one. Okay. (laughs) So the route that you take, you get stuck behind some unexpected traffic and just hit the lights really unfavorably. It takes longer to get to Beaumont's apartment than you had hoped. Well, shit. (laughs) This may or may not affect things in the future. I'll never Uh, tell until I do. Anyway. Yeah, we're about to find out. Yeah, he did. (laughs) okay so i assume that you just sort of roll up and then like knock on the apartment door that three of you know is 
Beaumonts, yes? Knock, knock its knuckles. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Idris Elba's I'm in like this Sonic, game? I'm like Sonic, I don't shuckle. Oh, man. I'm, I'm so excited. Anyway, uh, Idris Elba knocks on the door, and <laughs> how long does he wait for a response? Yeah, five seconds. <laughs> okay, five seconds passes, no response. Uh, knock again. Knock again, but harder. Okay, you knock again, but harder, and nothing. Okay. I'm opening the door. Let me lockpick. You are going straight for the lockpick. Okay. Is the door <laughs> open? If that... I mean, is the door unlocked? I mean... Uh, well, okay, hold on. Is the door unlocked? I will only lock... I will only lockpick the door if Des looks worried on her little face. <laughs> <laughs> she she looks pretty anxious because she has been just kind of tapping her fingers very anxiously the entire car ride. Um, Maybe, like, I don't know, try peeking through a window first or somebody get out their cell phone and try calling his place again or... Okay, well, I can... I'll call him... While looking through the window. Okay, so you're going to call his number while looking through the window? Yes. Okay, uh, you can see that there... Uh, actually, I need you to make me a quick investigation roll. Oh shit. Your target is a one. Yay, all right, hang on. Uh, carry the one. Uh, I got a three. Okay, great. So you can see that the blinds are drawn on all of the windows on the face of the building that you can see. Uh, but it looks like they are kind of old and cheap, like the, the type that have the little rotation knobs so that like because it's a bunch of different little plastic slats uh, that are slightly curved. So you can see that while they're drawn, some of them are a little like broken and old uh, and yellowed and bad. So there's definitely a hole that you can peek through uh, when you decide to call. So you call and you hear the phone ringing inside the apartment and you do not see any motion as you are watching uh, and waiting and listening to the phone ringing. Okay. Um, his apartment's just a ground floor apartment, right? Yeah. Okay. And are the windows all fastened shut? Uh, with your investigation role uh, being a good success, I will say that it looks that way. Hmm. Hmm. Here, here's a silly idea. Is there a way to do some sort of investigation role to see if there is a spare key that is hidden outside somewhere? You absolutely can do that. Because he uh, is kind of a hot mess sometimes and is known to trip and probably lose things, I imagine. Yeah, you can absolutely make uh, an investigation role for examination. Um, if Ro wants to go for it, I think this would definitely be applicable as a burglary role. And I'm going to give you both the same target of four. That's six, baby. I got a two, so. Okay. Fortunately, you have inspired a very good idea, and Ro, who has a good instinct about where one might look for these sorts of things, uh, hones in pretty quickly. It's in the sconce, isn't it? <laughs> I know it's in the sconce. <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one of those fake decorative rocks that's actually made of foam. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only rock on his, like, all-grass area. <laughs> 
<laughs> He's an intelligent man. Yes, yes kind he is. of under the rug, <laughs> the welcome rug, <laughs> the welcome rug that says definitely no wizards here. <laughs> yeah, why would you even suspect that? <laughs> okay. So you know that Beaumont is clumsy and forgetful sometimes, but you do also know that he is actually quite bright and capable and has shown himself to be quite clever. Um, Albion and Sylvester have seen his woodworking table that is also a magic circle summoning table. Like, he's, he's complicated. He contains multitudes. Uh, so you have this stroke of insight to check one of the exterior lights, like the porch light. Uh, he's got a pair of porch lights flanking the door, and one of them isn't on. The other one is, because it's evening, and you you sort of lift the glass off of the non-functioning porch light and look inside and see that he does, in fact, have a key in there. There's like a little metal bed underneath down where the screw for the incandescent bulb is and you can tell oh yeah he's hidden a key here and you have the key to Beaumont's apartment so I just realized something really quickly uh just because he is a wizard I imagine his home is warded um so if we cross the threshold those of us who are magically inclined to uh, are not welcome or like not invited in or something I don't remember specifically what the rule is but are we going to have troubles if we cross the threshold? I'm going to have you make a lore roll, and your target is three. All right, five. Okay, so yes, you know that thresholds are an important thing. You have a very good one at your house. And if anybody isn't invited into a space, then they do leave some of their power behind them. And this doesn't affect a lot of places, because, you know, a lot of places, public places, very, very weak thresholds, the power loss is negligible and not noticeable. But for someone like Beaumont, it might be a fairly significant hindrance to anybody with magic crossing that threshold. Also, you do recall that as a wizard, he probably has wards. So you have no idea what kinds of wards and guards he might have magically loaded on his door okay so i'm not sure if breaking and entering is going to be the way to go i'm not sure i'm going to i'm going to have our good friend roe roll me a burglary roll and it's going to be uh restricted by your lore score so i'm gonna have you okay uh, I'm going to have you roll lore and then burglary, and your target for both is going to be, I think, a four. So if you don't make the lore roll, then you're going to roll the burglary at minus one. Okay. So, well, zero for lore. <laughs> okay. Burglary. That is a four. Okay. So we're good? You have a moment of insight, which is, this is a key to the door. This is supposed to open this door. We're not actually breaking and entering. Gotcha. No one's forcing their way in. So perhaps, maybe, you wouldn't actually set off anything particularly bad. But you don't know for sure. I shrug and open the door. Okay. So you <laughs> put the key in the door and open it. And you don't notice anything 
visually or auditorily immediately. Everyone, make me a lore roll, and your target is a five. It's probably going to be a no from me, dog. Uh um, be a communal lore I roll. I got a two. I, two. I got a f- <laughs> Wait, no, I got a four. I got sent a fate point and get us over this. Okay. I'm going to invoke magic and ancient weapons are no match for a boss 12 at your side, kid. Elaborate. Well, I'm familiar with magic, but I'm also more familiar with mundane shit, so... um. I feel like I would know how to... I'm used to having to get around magic using uh, mundanity uh, mundanity and uh, just normal shit. I will say that you are currently using lore as just supernatural alertness, basically. Oh, in that case, I'm going to invoke Odin Bless Stalker of Shadows. Okay. Keen magical senses. Cool. All right. You can tell that some small magical something definitely did happen when the door opened but that's it you just get a feeling that something happened but you can't see it or hear it or feel it well uh something happened i'm pretty sure we just triggered his um his remote burglar alarm text alert um except it's probably in his brain i'm not explaining this well uh what does his apartment look like his apartment is currently dark. The only light in there is largely coming from a little bit of the remaining daylight that is filtering through the mostly closed shades. So it's hard to get a good look unless you turn on a light or turn on a flashlight, something. Um, but you um, can make flashlight go. Okay, great. <laughs> So the immediate impression that you get of his apartment is you've been here before and it looks pretty similar to what you saw when you were there in his actual apartment space, Roe and Sylvester. Mm. Now, Dez has not ever seen this space before. Uh, does anyone want to like actually turn on a light? Yes. Okay. So the lights come up on what can charitably be described as a bachelor pad. It is not in good shape right now. Uh, you can see, like, there's pizza boxes here and there. Uh, it, it's clear that he's been ordering out for food um, and that when he has cooked in the kitchen, he hasn't, like, done a lot of the washing up. It just seems like this is the kind of place where somebody is who's not taking good care of themselves is at the moment um oh, you can man, see my like, boy's depressed yeah you can see like socks sort of shoved into a corner and out of the way uh that are have clearly been worn at some point and um yeah it just looks otherwise like it would be a pretty nice though small apartment damn bitch you live like this are there any <laughs> are there any doors that are currently shut that can be knocked on uh, yeah, you can see that there is a door leading to you don't know what. Um, the kitchen is open, like the, there's a f big frame with no actual door in it, uh, sort of open floor design into the kitchen to maximize the uh, seeming space. Uh, there is, in your view, in a door that you can go up and knock on if you want. Yeah, she's going to go up and knock on it. Okay. Uh, you, it's a very small hallway that contains this door. There is also a door directly behind you as well. So you knock on the door 
and you do not hear any immediate response. Uh, while Des is doing this, uh, what does everyone else want to do? Albion's looking to see if there's like signs of a struggle or anything. He's going to start just looking around to see if anything is out of place or disheveled. Okay, uh, make me an investigation roll. Uh, by the way, your target is three. Ooh, that's actually pretty good. That's a that's a four. Nice. Uh, what is everyone else doing? And then I'll give you the results. I think Ro might be doing a similar thing. She's going to go around and check windows and see if they're locked. If like anything in the kitchen looks out of place or broken. Okay, great. Give me an investigation and your target is also going to be a three, though you will get a result on a one. It'll just be less. All right. Well, that's good because that's a two. Okay. And Sylvester, what are you doing? Is there another way in besides the front door? Uh, okay. Yeah, it looks as though there is a there is a door in the kitchen that leads to uh, a a slight bit of backyard, which you would recall as the way that you got into the basement previously, uh, was going around the building to the backside. Mm. So basement access is out that way. Okay. I'll get you those roll results now. First of all, uh, Des, when you knock on the door, you hear no response whatsoever from inside. And it sounds like the room on the other side might be small based on the uh, echo from knocking. So quite possibly a bathroom. Uh, Albion, looking around for a sign of a struggle, you find no obvious sign of a struggle, like no furniture overturned, no... Uh, like lamps knocked over or anything of the sort. Uh, it just looks like your assessment of Beaumont is depressed and lives this way probably holds true. Ro, on your investigation in the kitchen, you flip on the light in the kitchen and you do see that there is uh, a coffee cup that is in the sink in pieces. It is the shattered remains of yesterday's coffee cup. Des, given no response from knocking, what are you going to do? She's going to open the door. Okay. It's definitely a bathroom, so... It's his corpse. Found it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's dead. No, you don't... You do not immediately... You're not immediately greeted by uh, a corpse or anything of that sort. So No, that comes in a few moments. Good news indeed, I suppose. <laughs> So, yeah, if you if you want pooping. anything more out of that room, you could choose to investigate or you can move on. Uh, she's going to go knock on the other door. OK, while you're doing that, what does anyone else have anything pertinent that they want to do? Um, what does the the mug that's broken in the sink? Does it have anything on it? Like, does it say anything? Uh, I think it was just like a mug, just just a sort okay. of plain ceramic mug yeah rose just gonna kind of look at it not to find out anything but to kind of be doing something mm. okay you you've done it you've you're the kid in the group project who isn't actually helping but pretending <laughs> to uh, i want to check the fridge in the freezer okay so he doesn't have a refrigerator per se he does have he, an ice chest. That's what I was about to say as a joke. And I will check the ice chest. Okay. You open up the ice chest and you find that there is ice in it and water. It looks like he hasn't today at least um, taken out the water from this morning. Like 
you you would assume that he probably has to load this up with ice fairly regularly, like maybe once a day. Depends on how hot or cold the day is. But it's a thick, sturdy chest with ice and food stuff in it. Hmm. Okay. Alvin is just going to sort of focus and start opening his spiritual awareness. Okay. I have guide my hand. I'm going to, Alvin's going to sort of try and give himself over to spiritual guidance and just sort of instinct to see if he can sort of get a read on if there is somewhere he needs to be. And if that is Beaumont, is there a role you would like me to make for that? I would like you to make a lore roll, and you are going to have a minus two penalty from crossing a threshold uninvited. Uh, I mean, I'd make thresholds stronger where I am. So would that even affect me? It would because you weren't invited in, and it would actually be um, worse against you, <laughs> but I'm not going to I'm do actually that gonna, to you. I'm actually, Albion's going to, I think Albion is aware of how this works. He's going to step out into the hallway to do this. Uh, there's no hallway. It's just a front door. Yeah, it's a basement. I'm going to step out out front to do this. No, he doesn't have a basement apartment. There's a shared basement space. He has a first floor apartment. Okay. Can I check the shared basement space? Yeah, you can definitely try. Uh, In the meantime, I'm going to have Albion make me a lore roll, and I'm going to say your target is a three. And... Des, you knocked on the door and you also got no response. Are you going to do anything else? Yeah, she's going to open that door. Okay, great. First, Albion hit me with that lore roll. Second, Des hit me with a lore roll, which is going to be a target three, and you're going to have a minus two on that. And then an alertness roll, which is also going to be a target of four. So first, Albion. I did not make that roll successfully. I got all blanks, so that is only a lore roll of two. I can spend a fate point, and I probably should. Um, I'm going to um invoke Odin Blessed Docker of Shadows again. Actually, you know what? No! Protractive streak in my all along, because despite us button heads recently, I uh Beaumont's my friend and I'm worried about him. Okay. Sure. He's done right by me. He helped me protect my siblings. He's uh he's a good boy. Okay, you have an instinctive sense that you should go back in the house and there is a sort of navigational heading that seems to be pointing toward where you would expect a bedroom space to be in this particular apartment based on uh, how Des has moved about and looked around at things. You can piece together that's probably where a bedroom is. So you have that feeling. Des, give me that lore roll. Target three with a minus two adjustment. All right. So with a five minus two, that is a three. Hey, you've done it. Okay. Yes. Uh, even with your supernatural senses uh, and your connection to your own magic uh, diminished, having crossed this threshold uninvited, you can feel the presence of some kind of magic in this bedroom space. You you can choose to just follow that directly, but you can also give me the result of that alertness, which was target four. Is that a minus anything? Uh, no, because this is just regular old alertness. <laughs> I got a zero. <laughs> okay, awesome. I, I do have plenty of fate points that I am willing to invoke if I must. 
that is completely your choice, uh, but you are allowed to fail. You know, she's probably not feeling too alert. She's probably just trying to see if there is a person in any room because she's kind of distracted right now. Let's fail the role. <laughs> okay, so you are sort of pinpointing in on the idea that there is some magical something in this room. I think simultaneously, Sly, uh, you probably have gotten the key from Roe to go check out the basement space. Yeah. So while you're heading down into the basement space, Roe, are you going with him? Yeah. Okay, great. So as you're going down that way, Des, you are noticing that there is... Um, it's just at the edge of your perception, um, and you didn't notice it until you realized that some magical effect was happening, but there is like a slight pulsing of a color in this room. The closest I would say is that it's like uh, the color of magic from The Color of Magic by Terry Pratchett. So it's like that color that you see when you close your eyes, uh, but in front of you in your actual vision. Uh, and it seems you can't totally discount it as random because it seems to be rhythmic and you haven't identified the source of it in this space. Uh, but when you go into the bedroom, it is apparent that something like that is happening. I think Albion at this point, you've probably found your way inside uh, as well and tried to like follow Des into there. Yeah. Yep. You can make uh, those same lore and alertness rolls, and while you're making those rolls, I'll get the results from you in a second. Sly and Ro, you head down into the basement. Uh, Ro has not been down here before, but Sly has, so Sly knows what he's looking for. There is a wooden wall area that has a door built into it, and you can... It, you remember that Beaumont built it himself to sort of set aside this space in the basement as like a room just for him because there's the shared laundry uh, machine area down here in the basement. Um, yeah, he, he's just set aside this space for himself. And you remember why he built this here. It's because he has his woodworking stuff down in this area and it gets kind of loud and noisy and messy, uh, but also because he has magical ritual stuff in here that is hidden sort of underneath and within the woodworking stuff. So you see that he has his woodworking table and it's open, which that's unusual. You would not expect him to leave something that could potentially out him as a wizard open. So are you going to investigate that? Yeah. Okay. So, Albion, what are the results of your rolls? Am I, is my lore reduced at all? Uh, yes, it is reduced by two when you're inside of his apartment. Okay, in that case, that is only a two. Um, my alertness is a six, though. Cool. You can definitely pick up on uh, the source of something. You don't really feel it necessarily as a magical effect at first, uh, you can identify after the fact of like, oh, this must be the source of whatever magical thing I was feeling. Um, but you definitely pick up on this pulsing uh, sort of not color that's sort of in your eyes. And you you can identify that it's coming from the nightstand next to his bed, which 
I mean, he really shouldn't have a nightstand there because it's just a mattress on the floor that he's got. Like, yeah, how does he live this way? This kind of sucks. But uh, he does have a bedside table nightstand there. And where you would expect an alarm clock to be like a digital alarm clock flashing something, it's an old school actual like mechanical alarm clock with the little hammer between the bells but it is generating a little that that sort of pulsing uh sensation from there so you have located the source of some magical effect that is definitely intentional because it's rhythmic and it is tied to this alarm clock uh investigation down in the basement Ro, I'm going to have you roll me a lore, and since this is a shared basement space, I'm going to say that you're only operating at a minus one for the uh, threshold, so you can feel that some of that power is a little bit away from you, but not as much as when you were in the apartment proper. Okay. So your lore is going to be a target of three. Three? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, or... Here's a fun idea. It could be lower. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun way of saying you failed. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much I failed because uh, I do not have the fate points to get there. <laughs> okay. I will allow Sly to give me an alertness roll or a lore roll. And for alertness, your target would be six. And for lore, your target would be three. Uh, I suck at both of those. So, actually, yeah, I'll go for lore three. Okay, roll it. Three. Wow! E. Okay, for the first yeah. time, you're the one who feels <laughs> that something in this space is weird. Uh. Like, the kind of weird that you might feel like, oh, this house is haunted or whatever, but... Actually, for realsies, you feel something is not right in this space. Something is unusual. And it's definitely a feeling that you are associating in your mind with the, well, obviously the magic table. Uh, but you get an impression that there's definitely something happening coming from that magic table space. Uh, that is causing you to feel off and weird. Um, and I'm going to have, I'm going to say, let's go with a burglary from Roe to notice something. And I'm going to say burglary three. Okay, that's good because that's a five. I'm a burglarer. Okay, yeah. You haven't seen this before, so you have no preconceptions of what you're looking at. You can tell that this is a table that has been opened and sort of folded down on the sides uh, to reveal a table underneath. You can tell that there is the tiniest seam in this under table that suggests that there's more that you haven't seen still. From the table? Yup. Okay. Um, I'm going to look for like a latch or a lever. Okay. Uh, while you are... Uh, are you going to mention that at all? Um, yeah. Hey, hey, Sly. Is this supposed to be open more? Uh, would I know that? The last time you saw it, this is as open as it was. All right. 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to start messing with shit and see what happens. Awesome. I love that. Yeah, fuck around and find out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's science, so, baby. Um, Even though I'm not a scientist, I'm a doctor, but yeah. Yeah. Wait, doctors are scientists. No, anyway, they're shut not. Up. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> we went over this like Anywho. 15 episodes ago or some shit. <laughs> uh, awesome. But yeah, so. Upstairs crew, what are you doing? So like there's nobody in that room, right? Right. No one in the room. And you know that there is some magical thing happening in there uh, emanating from the alarm clock on the nightstand or bedside table, whatever you want to call it. Albion's going to walk over to the alarm clock and look at it. Uh, just looking at it doesn't really give you any more information. It looks I, just like I mean, an like alarm investigating clock. it, like he's picking it up and playing around with it. Yeah, I know oh, you're touching it. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm saying that you get no more visual information from doing Fine, so. Fine, I'll open the site. God, <laughs> I was gonna just uh, Tom. I can I can offer to do like a psychic check of some kind. <laughs> it's always the site. It always ends with the site. It doesn't I have, have so to. The image is burned into my brain forever. And whose fault <laughs> is that? You! You keep putting me in these situations! I'm not telling you to use the site! Okay, you, you gave keep yourself like... this power. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I, I'd like to do some sort of a psychic sense check to see if this thing, this clock is friend or foe. May I please sure. make that check? <laughs> I'm gonna give you a lore roll of three with that uh, minus two adjustment again. So it's four minus two. It's a two. I will... I would like to invoke um, a fate point, please. Um, I'll just uh, invoke my uh, high-concept haunted hunted mouthpiece of the supernatural because I'm trying to use my supernatural powers to kind of suss out the situation. And cool. that would bring it back up to a... That would bring it up to a four. Awesome. Okay. You have an innate feeling that this is some kind of magical alarm embedded in this alarm clock, obviously. but you also get a sort of sense pulling you down below, down below the apartment you're in. So there's that sort of magical sensation mm -hmm. that is just sort of pulling your, your feeling that way. Uh, Albion, is there... Uh, are you aware if there are any more floors here? Yeah, there's a, there's a basement. A basement. Okay, um, I'm going to go... Get something in the bathroom really quickly, and then, uh, can you show me the basement, please? Uh, yeah, sure. I, I think that's where, uh, the others are right now. Okay. Um, I, I think Desdemona wants to go to the bathroom very quickly to see if she can find a hairbrush. <laughs> oh, awesome. Oh, clever. I love it. Okay. You are able to find a comb. And I don't really need to make you roll for that because it's just there on the sink. And you do find a comb and it does have a uh, spare strand of hair or two. Okay, so she's going to just wrap a couple strands of hair into a tissue and put it in her pocket. And then she's going to be like, okay, uh, can you show me the basement, please? Alvian's going to lead her to the basement. Okay. So you in the basement are fucking around and finding out. I'm going to have you make uh, might rolls or craftsmanship rolls to either try to 
basically break this thing open or to figure out how to open it. I'm going to say this is pretty well made, so uh, might's going to be three, craftsmanship is four. Uh, might. I got a four. All right, cool. You are able to brute force this open. And Albion and Dez, as you are heading down into the basement, uh, you walk down to see the two, your two friends pulling this table open. Dez, you've never seen this table before, but uh, just immediately you can tell that it's a cool table of some kind that clearly has like butterfly uh, little like wings that fold off to the side. And uh, they're pulling this table and there are additional slats that fold upward from the bottom with a, you know, a bunch of sort of metal squeaking uh, of hinges and little gears and stuff in there. And you are looking at the city of Burlington. What? Cool. Hi, this is Darius, and I'm doing the episode break this time, so yay! There's construction going on on my block outside, so everything's gonna sound like shit. Anyway, hope you guys are enjoying the episode. I probably am. Anyway, uh... Today's... Uh... Sponsor is Chewy.com. Because they're the leading online resource for pet supplies of all kinds. I got a second dog recently. She sucks, but she's gotten better. But I guess Chewy helps with, you know, getting orders and stuff. Uh. uh oh, thanks for listening. I think I said that already. Uh. Uh. Uh, uh, oh, uh, thanks to uh, Pocket Podcast Network for hosting our show, as well as shows like, uh, what other shows do we have? Uh, uh, Pokey Makers, that's a show. Uh, Google Tank, that is also a show. Uh, Steampunks, yeah, they're a show too. Those are shows, you should listen to those too. Uh, what else we got here? Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at GMMCast. We rely on word of mouth, tweet about us with hashtag GMMCast. Join our Discord. We play Jackbox games and post memes. Well, I post memes. I don't know what everyone else does. And we have merch. You should go check that out, too. And now, back to the episode. I can't do the robot voice this time. Mike wouldn't let me. Bye.
Hi, I'm Brittany, and I have a bachelor's degree in film and television. And I'm Jessica, and I have a bachelor's degree in equine studies. What would happen if we put our heads together? We would come up with the new best worst horse movie. Like a movie where a horse is the best hard-boiled detective the city has ever seen. Or a movie where horses are fighting in the front lines in a space war. We're doing just that here at Colt Classics, a new show on the Pocket Podcast Network. Join us every other Monday for good horses, bad plots, and all the bad horse movies you never knew you needed in your life. So would everybody like to know a little bit more about what you're looking at right now? Yes. Mm-hmm. What you are looking at right now is a scale model of the Burlington Harbor area. It's not the entire city of Burlington, but the section specifically down by the waterfront, by the ferry launch, you know, the skinny pancake, uh, the little uh, creamy stand, just all that down there. Stuff that you're pretty familiar with by now. But it's not just a little scale model of that area of Burlington. Uh, if you, I mean, you had to do lore checks around here. So you know that there is some kind of magic that is tied into whatever this is. And the details in it are very exact it is staggering the level of precision uh that has been carved into this and the just the detail of everything i am gonna have anybody who wants to can make me a lore roll to intuit something about this and that's gonna be i'm gonna go with a target of five Go, Des. I don't think I can make that roll, but I'm going to try. Five. Actually, I can make that roll if I roll really well. Go, Des. I don't have a big lore roll, so I'm going to pass on this one. Go, Des. I made it. Okay. Des, you made it? Yep. I said so. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> good, because I sure didn't. <laughs> Please listen to Sly. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> so... Uh, Christine, Desdemona has an instinctual feeling about uh, this particular model here that if it were any less precise than it is, it could be disastrous, as in maybe it would blow up. Mm. Yeah, there is just so much magical energy currently stored inside of this. Good. So you know that it's something to do with the waterfront and basically Beaumont keeping an eye on it, probably. You assume this is some kind of divining thing because he had an alarm in his room that was alerting him to basically look at this. So there you go. Okay, good to know. What are you doing with this information? How about, so So the things that you just told me regarding the lore role, how about she finds a way to communicate that to the group? <laughs> Good. Classy. Did it. <laughs> That's tabletop games. We've done it. Can't spell classy without ass. Uh, correct. Or coal. Okay. That was also true. Let's, let's move forward now. <laughs> okay. I don't have really more details in uh, this particular scene to give you, unfortunately. Okay, so we found uh, Joe's magical carving map table. <laughs> um, that is also a bomb. Maybe no. Uh, no, it should be safe. All right. What 
What is this for? I, if I could take a guess, he's probably looking for the thing that we're looking for, maybe? Or maybe this has something to do with the tree? I don't think it has anything to do with the tree. Okay. Yeah. Tree is in the woods. Hmm. I don't, did you guys, I don't remember because it's like a bit ago. Did you guys tell us you found the tree? I think. Yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah, at the hospital. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> Wait yeah. a minute. Um, <laughs> Alpian's gonna just, hey, Des, um, so I, I know I saw you fooling around with a comb up there. Um, do you think you could, uh, use this here table to, uh, locate Beaumont? Ooh. I gotta try Albion. She's actually gonna take her necklace off, and she's gonna take one of Beaumont's hairs and wrap it around the pendant at the end of her necklace, and she's gonna try to use that kind of as a pendulum while she's gonna do some kind of tracking magic. Of course, I know that in, for over this piece of Burlington, it would only work if he actually is over there, but it's a start. Gotta try something. Oh, man. Oh, I love this. You're attempting to do some magic that you've only barely sort of done before with a piece of magical equipment that you do not fully understand. Oh, this is this is my shit as a GM. This is so good. Okay. So I'll be out in the hallway. I'm just going to look at how many fate points I have. I have seven fate points. We can play. <laughs> Um, I need to stop giving one. everybody refreshes after short sessions. Jesus. Or you could give no. me a couple more because you took all of them last time. I have one. Well, that it's not my fault. That, actually, no, that is exactly my fault. <laughs> Never mind. Um, uh. I thought through what I was about to say, and it is absolutely my fault. So, <laughs> Des, yeah. you are attempting to do some really interesting on-the-fly thaumaturgy. So we're going to have to set the difficulty of the task that you're attempting to perform. You're doing it with no preparation. (laughs) So you're going to be coming in at a disadvantage there. And you are working with a material item that you have a limited understanding of as this is the first time you've encountered it. Okay, I will say that since pendulum writing is a thing that spirit mediums like to use, even though in the real world that's nothing, uh, it can be (laughs) something here. So you as a medium, I like that you're going to be focusing through something that like real world spirit mediums might actually try. Mm -hmm. So I am very for it. It's my enchanted black onyx pendant as well. Oh, man. Okay. Yes. Yes, it is. I'm going to say that you need to hit eight shifts of success, and you're going to have to roll me some lore. Mm-hmm. And I will give you the caveat. Any round in which you don't make four shifts of success, it's going to be bad. Okay. All right, so I'll do my first lore roll, I guess. <laughs> Jeez. That's two. I would happily like to invoke an aspect, please. Okay, what are we invoking? I'm going to invoke, I get by with a little help from my friends. She is trying to find find the friend. I will give that more of a just. I will allow that more as a justification if you are going to... 
I don't know. This is your Grammy's pendant, yes? Yes. Have you talked to her recently? I don't think that I've talked to Grammy recently. I think I've talked to Rose Lee more recently. Okay. Well, this is a family heirloom item that is connected to an actual spirit or two that you know, and you are trying to really lean into your own ectomancy to get this done. So you think that I should tag instead born with the gift? I'm saying that either of those would work, but I think that it's, I like the idea of it as a justification of like, you're really using that connection and maybe even channeling your departed family members sort of through this to help get it done. Kind of a father guide my sword thing. <laughs> All right, well, we'll start with Born with the Gift then and keep the other aspect for later. You can you can invoke any aspect anytime as long as you can justify it, but I will accept that as your uh as an invocation to get four shifts of success. Mm. Anybody who is watching this happen since you just met the requirement um to do this minor miracle you can see that the board like the the actual little model it starts to move isn't the right word cuz nothing on it is moving but it seems that there is motion in it around it there is an energetic element to this thing this object it seems to have this ethereal glow that doesn't really cast light into the room so much as it does the impression of the enormous magical energy stored in this thing. And Des, you know that if you go too hard on this and you fuck it up, there will be extremely bad consequences. And he'll forgive me. me <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, he'll have a good time forgiving your grave. So let's roll again. <laughs> um, question. Do I take any uh, mental stresses from doing thaumaturgy magic? I believe you do take one. Okay. Hopefully I don't roll three negatives again. Oof. That's better. That's five. So since you're not fully accessing this, um, I set the difficulty a lot lower given just the circumstances surrounding it, it would normally be way, way, way harder. But you have now your pendulum, not, sorry, it's not a pendulum. It's a pendant. your necklace. Yeah, pendant. Thank you. That's why my brain went there. Pendant. Pendant using so you, as pendulum. Yeah. See, I'm not, I'm not a total goof. Pebble Dad, and the penguin. <laughs> don't confuse me with your magic words. <laughs> Newt, newt. <laughs> Different penguin. But you now have a pendulum that has been dangling over this table and shifting ever so slightly because you're holding it out, your arms are extended, and nobody can stand perfectly still. But the motion of it, there is a certain solid stillness to it. The chain doesn't waver so much as it changes the direction in which it is pointing until your pendant is now hovering right over the ferry launch, pointing just almost as if there is a sort of magnetic attraction to it. Not hard, but enough to get the chain sort of to be taut as it points directly that way. 
Okay. All right. So she's going to open her eyes um, after saying a quick thank you to those who came before her. Uh, and she's going to say, okay, I think we have a reading, guys. Can can someone take us over there? All right. Let's ride. Yeah. I have an important question for you, Des. How are you closing this ritual? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, I think that, you know, she'll just like um work on centering herself a little bit, um, taking a couple deep breaths before she opens her eyes. Uh she's also will say a thank you to her her uh, her family members, um, to help her a little bit. And I actually think that she's gonna say like under her breath too, she's going to say, Joseph Beaumont, I'm going to find you. And then she'll open her eyes and kind of just take the pendant back to put around her neck again. Okay. Uh, I need you to make me, I'm going to go with, uh, I guess this would be alertness because this is something kind of reflexive that you're going to have to react to. So give me an alertness of three and it would be very bad to fail this, but you can fail. Um, that is a two. Oh, I forgot to take another mental stress. Oops. All right. Um, so I got a two. I need to hit a three. If you fail, everyone else will have a chance, but at a higher difficulty. Hmm. Okay, because I I couldn't think of any like any reason story wise or aspect wise why I would ever actually hit this. Okay. Everyone else has an alertness check at a target of four. That's a good thing I'm good at that. That's a very six good at baby. that. That's a six. Yeah, we both got sixes. Six gang. Six, six gang. <laughs> gang gang. I got a four. Ah, uh, Darius, you almost rounded it out to the evil number. Six yeah. nine. Wait, Gwen. That's Gwen. Gwen. No, bad. Four. Not 20? this time, Gwen. Not Four this 20. time. Hey, she baby. Not now. I'm the no baby, and I know. I know what the sex number is. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Your baby card is revoked. <laughs> Every single time with you people, it's always something. Anyway. Everybody made this alertness check. That's the important part. <laughs> As Des is attempting to end this particular ritual, uh, Sylvester, you notice that as she is pulling the pendant away, it is still pointing to where it, toward where it was pointing on the mini Burlington Harbor. Uh, since both Albion and Roe beat that with two extra, not only do you get that information, but you have a, a sense that if Des keeps pulling it away, uh, that's going to be bad. And it looks like it is perhaps getting a little harder for her to pull it away as she goes, and she hasn't realized it yet. Des, um, stop. What? J stay uh, exactly in the same spot you are in. Don't move the necklace. Uh, okay. Okay, Des, you are now able to notice that it is still pointing toward where it was pointing before, and the chain is taut, and you are realizing that that sort of idea of magnetic attraction, uh, there might be more than that to it. Okay, guys, I, I don't know what to do. Uh, d do I leave it? D do we put water on it? Um, you have to close the ritual. I, I um... I've only been learning thaumaturgy. Uh, any 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 suggestions on how one closes this? I'm gonna make a lore roll real quick because I know that I learned a little bit of magic from a uh, Sonora back when I was training with the Noctis. Absolutely. What's my target? 
I'm going to go, since this is common ritual type knowledge, that your lore is going to be three. <laughs> common ritual. Okay, I got a four. Okay. You know that most rituals of this type have to start with setup, preparation, and then also where you release the energy of the ritual in one way or another. So there is still the magical energy that was tied up in this ritual there. And you don't know exactly how that power is interacting with the power behind the mini Burlington, but you know that that power is there and it's got to go somewhere. And that's what I got on a above that? Okay, so that's not super helpful. I mean, oh boy. This is above your pay grade. Even if you were a little more trained in ritual or thaumaturgy, this is still wild what's going on here. So this is definitely something where you don't have a lot of information, but you do know that different sides of the body do different things when it comes to magic, i.e. one is for expelling and one is for taking in. So, Des, you're, you are currently taking in magic with that hand. You need to release it with the other hand. Okay. Is you need there to a... release the energy of the ritual. If you don't... Well, I mean, I never saw it happen, because uh, when I was trained on this sort of thing, it, she did it right, but it's, it's not good. Um, I'm going to give Desdemona one more chance at a lore roll, because uh, this is something that is directly affecting you. I'm going to give you a target three. Seven. Wow! Yay. You live. <laughs> okay, so fuck yeah. You know this one for sure now. Albion is correct about almost everything, but he has it backwards. You are currently putting energy out into this. You need to take your energy out. With a seven, would I have any sort of clarity on how to do that? Let me let me put it this way. Switch hands. All right. Switch your dominant hand and focus on taking that power that you put into the ritual back out. Okay. Do a waterbender motion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So she waterbends it. Okay. So she'll, she'll put the necklace chain into her left hand instead and start to try to draw out of the ritual that way. So we are going to have this be discipline, and we are going to make this a target eight, because <laughs> you put eight shifts of power into it, and any that you don't make, any difference you make, is just going to be uh, backlash damage. Mm, okay. All right, so that's four discipline. Okay, so you would be taking four mental stress currently. Okay, I do have the four box available but would i also take a stress from coming out of this but would this count as a thaumaturgy uh, mental stress as well um even if it did it would just hit your three box and then your track would be full and you couldn't take another stress hit without consequence yeah that's why i'm like uh um is there hey, guess what remember something stress clears after a scene mm -hmm. stress is stress is extremely yeah. temporary I okay. wish. Oh, so don't you have fate points? Well, like yeah. so, but like if I if all all four of my my mentals are full, like wouldn't I like be taken out of the scene or something? 
no, if you take a hit that you can't put into one of your uh, spots on your track. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Is... All right, so I'll all take right. a... We're going to cut oh, oh. all this game talk out. <laughs> I'm sorry. Way to go, No, that's fine. You don't, you don't need to apologize. It's. <laughs> I'm just saying, we're going to cut this out. <laughs> it's... You helped me understand okay, it's, our, it's our nerd world talk a little for bit nerds better. Honestly. on our nerd podcast. We can't have that. <laughs> all right, it's probably wow. not something that needs... Can't to... have no nerd talk on the nerd podcast <laughs> for nerds. God damn it. I think that might have just kept that whole bit in just for that. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Good. Okay. All right. So all four of my all four of my four my mental stresses are filled right now. Okay. The reason why you're taking this excess mental stress is because you have this innate understanding of the urgency that you need to pull all of that power back out and you cannot let it out just sort of like fallout instead of backlash and the backlash in this case is mental so you didn't want any of that power leaking out into the environment because mm -hmm. you didn't know how stray magical energy would interact with this whole thing so you were willing to sort of take on the harm of it of course which ends up being okay you aren't actually damaged by it it's just tiring i'm okay <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think the most appropriate word is stressful, is what it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, because that's one thing Des was definitely not feeling before, stress. I mean... Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Let us cut to the fairy launch. You have made your way over there. Any stress from the previous scene has cleared? <laughs> exactly. It's very much a Batman transition. Yes. <laughs> That's six million dollar man, you doofus. <laughs> Shut up, you jerk. No you assholes. No you oh, I feel a lot less stressed now. <laughs> yeah, the rapport we have here is fantastic. No you. Y'all are weenies. Uh. <laughs> are driving your way down to the Burlington, the waterfront park, actually. Hey, Albion? Yeah? Are you going to spend a turn paying for parking? <laughs> hey, do I have to? <laughs> yes. Well, whose car is it? Because of Slidro. Then I'm not paying for I shit. Pay for <laughs> I pay for parking. All right. Because Albion's a broke-ass bitch. Sly spends a round paying for parking. Amazing. Everybody... It's a good thing we're not an initiative. Bitch. It, that's correct. That's done. So, uh, why don't you, why don't we survey the scene that you find yourself at? Everything seems to be in relative order where you are. Uh, you don't hear screaming. You don't see zombies and skeletons. None of that. Um, you don't. You don't see, like, police running around. You don't see frightened civilians. Nothing. Is there a little girl reading a quantum <laughs> physics textbook? Uh, not in this scene, no. <laughs> okay. So if you, uh, if you look around, which you're gonna do, you may or may not find your boy Joseph Beaumont on the scene. So I'm gonna have everyone do a quick investigation roll because you are actively looking for someone and... It is uh, not ideal uh, lighting conditions, so let's go with a four. Where's Waldo's okay. Beaumont edition? <laughs> Six. One. <laughs> That's a three. 
I got a four. I am impressed that Dez got a six on this. That's well, incredible. Well, you're threatening three and three boo. pluses. It's true. Uh, good job. All right. So Albion is pretty sure that he can pick out Beaumont from all of the other people that seem to be just sort of about. And Des is definitely sure that she has picked out Beaumont from the other people around. You recognize that floof of hair, uh, and you recognize Warden Joseph Beaumont, who seems to be pacing around and examining something, but not in any immediate danger, not that you're aware of. Des has solved all the Where's Waldo books. Yeah, what are you guys doing? Uh, Des is going to go to Beaumont. Albion is going to follow Des, but sort of keep a distance to give them some space, but also to kind of keep an eye on things, like Overwatch. Okay. Not like the game, like the, you know, the thing. We know. Yeah. We know. Uh, also, fuck Blizzard, but... Yeah. Um, no, it's not... It's I know what you meant. So... Yeah, I'm gonna do the same thing. Okay. And Ro, Dez has gone off to apparently go uh, reconvene with Beaumont. I am following, but I'm hanging back. Um, just in case I get, like, a weird vibe considering everything that's happened. <laughs> Des, all three of your friends are hanging back. Yeah, like she notices. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna. S- I was just about to say. No, you are laser focused. So you head towards Warden Joseph Beaumont, and he's gonna make a quick roll. Yes, he does spot you approaching, and he looks at the four of you, and he first sees Des, and he says. Oh, uh, Des, and then looks behind and, uh, everyone, hi, uh, what are you, hey. what are you doing down here? Uh, um, hi, uh, I got your messages. Oh, oh, um, okay, how, wait, you got my messages, how did you find me here? Well, um. That's really not the important <laughs> part right now. Could you please explain Ro- the voicemail? I'm just Ro- elbows Albion. Ah. Uh, why are you? I have elbowed Albion and motioned him to shut up. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> stay out of it. <laughs> why are you yelling? Because we're hanging back. Uh, it's uh, for the comedy. We are a comedy see. podcast. If anyone's going to cause a scene, it's going to be me. <laughs> okay, cool. Now I'm doing it too. I was going to describe that Beaumont is just like pinching the very top of his nose yeah. <laughs> between his eyes. I'm doing it too, guys. I feel <sighs> it. And he's just like, okay, so um, no, that's actually like, yeah, sure. I'll ascertain how you found me here later, I guess. Um, it's just, we we've been looking for you oh uh, oh right the uh yeah i guess that last voicemail did kind of end on a on a cliffhanger uh didn't it i was just concerned because um we we've been having kind of a kind of a problem and uh um mr jack has been kind of jumping around people and i just wanted i needed to make sure you were okay uh, oh um uh, okay okay Let's, why, okay, why don't we go to Sly's car and talk about it uh, in there? Because um, we don't really want to be 
discussing certain things in, in public, perhaps. Well, are you are you finished with whatever you were doing here? <sighs> um, well, I thought I I thought that something was happening down here, actually. Uh, I kind of raced over here because I I thought there was an incident occurring and uh, it seems like things are fine. I mean, I don't see anything out of the ordinary happening right now. And I've tried kind of feeling for something out of the ordinary, but hey, running water, it, you know, hard to sense over it or in it. So I, uh, I don't is know. there anything we can do to help? Why don't we why don't we discuss this in the car? OK. All right. I should probably sit in back. The further away I am from the electronics in the front, the better. I mean, it's an 86. I think you'll be OK. Uh, still too new. Ah, all right. <laughs> Guess I'll get that Mini Cooper later then. <laughs> is that was that a pun? No, I just really want a Mini Cooper S. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, they're cool. They're good cars. The Absolutely. S stands oh, yeah. for Smith. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, that one was a, a joke, obviously. Um, okay, let's let's talk. He just sort of starts heading towards Cooper Smith Mobile. Car I'm gonna I'm gonna get a hold on one second. Once Dez and uh, Beaumont are in the car. Albion is just gonna put a hand on uh, Roe and Sylvester's shoulder and he's just gonna say, Give him a minute. There's just an understanding okay. nod from Roe. Okay, so Beaumont gets into the car and so does Dez. Yeah. And you both are just sort of sitting there with the doors uh, still ajar <laughs> and. <laughs> Uh, which one of you realizes first that everyone else is just sort of hanging back again? <laughs> Do you think it would be Dez who notices that before Beaumont? Probably. Probably. Okay, is this sufficiently awkward enough for you? This is, if I'm being completely honest, about on par with just kind of my whole thing. <laughs> to be really blunt about myself for a moment. Um, I'm gonna shut the door. And he does. Ha! <laughs> so, hi. Um, you've, uh, you've been having issues with, um, Mr. Jack, yeah? Yes. Um, I mean, I, I was communicating with him, earlier and um we actually found something in the woods albion and myself uh and then uh he ended up jumping to sylvester it turns out that he and sylvester also have history uh and uh then oh. um he was tormenting Sylvester and myself at the same time at the hospital because um sylvester uh had his leg injury flare up again, and then uh, he jumped oh. to he jumped to Roe when she was at, at the library visiting the librarian, um, and uh, and, and um, oh. well then oh. we went back to my place and there was the the voicemails and um, uh, and then you just kind of something sounded like something had happened and 
Uh, I was concerned. He just sort of takes a moment uh, and he's just kind of looking at, at you and just trying to figure out words to say now. Um, uh, oh, uh, oh, <laughs> that's okay. That is a lot to uh, try to parse all at once. And I mean, while I'm on um, a roll, uh, we went to your place and are you okay? Oh, you went to my, you went to my apartment that you are the only one in the gang that has not visited yet. And you saw my apartment. Okay. okay. I'm sorry. I, no, I was... um, I get it. You were worried. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, okay. Um, how much of my apartment have you seen now? Uh, uh, I saw your apartment, and I saw your workstation. Oh and, my god! Oh, uh, you you kind of you kind of left a few things open. I it seems like maybe you left in a hurry. Uh on the plus side, that's how we found you. <laughs> he just stares, not into your eyes because he has not soul gazed you yet, but he's staring. At you as hard as he can without initiating soul gaze. And there is a you're gonna have to do a quick empathy read mm -hmm. because boy howdy, there are some emotions in that face. Ooh, doggies. Oh, do I have a target I need to hit? Yeah, three. I hit four. Okay. Woo! A panoply of emotion, uh, in fact, is dancing across Warden Beaumont's face and you can tell that his eyes are expressing quite a few different uh, things. Some confusion, some shock, perhaps some outrage, perhaps some pride. It's, it's just a huge mix of things. And he just looks at you and says, I didn't ever teach you any sort of thaumaturgy on that level. Well, I... And you interacted with... With Lil Burlington? <laughs> of course you named it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Burlington. Lil Burlington. He's got the heart of a champion. Okay, carry on. <laughs> that's, that's my hometown in Orna. I mean, okay, I apologize if it was a huge invasion of privacy or if I've broken a magical law that i'm not aware of or anything but i i was desperate okay he's just sort of still a little stunned there getting words out and uh his his voice is just catching and he finally puts things together and just says it's okay i understand the circumstances of everyone was concerned that i was in danger it's not it's not that it was an invasion of privacy and that you broke a law, Desdemona. It's that, um, <laughs> I still have an apartment, right? Oh yes. Oh yeah, everything's fine. I rolled okay. super good. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Like the apartment is still standing and I'll, I'll come home and find a wholly intact apartment, right? Down to the last sock, okay? <sighs> and the last pizza box. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, for a moment there, I was... I mean, you wouldn't be alive to tell me about it, I guess. <laughs> you think I wouldn't have started with that? Oh, hi, Joe. Uh, your apartment's gone. Anyway, uh, Jack's been gone around and uh, been tormenting uh, everybody. And yeah, let's go talk in the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sorry. Um, I was just really concerned about you for a moment that you had been interacting with something that I have been working on for months and pouring magical energy into for actual months of time every single day and you had interacted with an object that has that much magical power tied up in it without mm -hmm. actually knowing what you were doing you could have killed yourself i would and like to maybe I would others like to, no, i would like to cut happen. outside for a second and have <laughs> us just be like well he's sure yelling a whole bunch uh, I really hope it's going well in there. Um, <laughs> I think he's mad about the... I think he's probably mad about the magic table thing. I mean, yeah, that, that tracks. Uh, guys, shut up. I'm trying, Man, I'm trying to listen. I was really it. hoping that wasn't what they were going to talk about. <laughs> I was hoping whatever weird bullshit was in the air between them would get cleared the fuck up. Give it... Just give it time. You know, we should probably just go get ice cream instead of hanging around my freaking car. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I'm fucking feeling a creamy right now. Please stop calling them that. It's what they're called, Sylvester. It's gross. <laughs> I didn't name them. I hate. Stop I hate using this. the name. <laughs> I leave. I'm leaving yeah. to go get ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Me yeah, too. I'm following. <laughs> so, uh, do you understand what I'm where I'm coming from here? He has I, like one hand over half of his face. I, I do understand. And I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I crossed a line or something and it it went okay. I mean, I I I was channeling and I I, I had I had a and you know, my my Grammy's necklace and I was very safe. <sighs> I I I had to find you. Okay. Okay. Des? Mm -hmm. He takes the hand away from his face and uh, he puts it on your shoulder and he says, I, I appreciate the risks that you took to try to find me. You maybe didn't realize the actual risks you were taking. And that's a conversation we'll have to have later. But I... I do appreciate it. I, 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 okay. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry too. I'm sorry that it's take it. I'm sorry you're just finding out now that as hard as I fought for the life of Marcus, I would fight tenfold for yours. What? I... You've been a good friend to me. And your friendship's meant a lot. And your teaching has meant a lot. And... Uh... 
I know you feel like you're always alone against the world, and I hope that someday you'll be able to see that it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, uh, <clears throat> I mean, as uh. Albion would say, I guess I've, I've got your six. Oh, um, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that, <laughs> that is what he would say. Where are they? What? He suddenly looks out the back <laughs> of the car. What? <laughs> okay. They all just left. We're just coming back. Uh, we're. Yeah, we're just coming no, back. We're coming back, but instead of we... being by or behind the car, we're in front looking in the windshield. I have decided this. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> we, we've circled around front and Albion. And probably Roe each have an extra creamy in their hand. Okay, no. <laughs> I'm holding an ice cream cone. Don't put that into the universe. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. This is Satan talk. It's what they're called in Burlington. I'm it's put a that evil on me. Creamy. From Burlington. Don't you put that evil on me. <laughs> yes, our show is. <laughs> anyway. Uh. Do you go I, to India and be like, I don't like the word curry. I'm going to call it spicy paste dish. Um, <laughs> no, because there's a pandemic no. going on, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> You're all the She's worst. Got you there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. We're well, all <laughs> terrible. We're having a good time. You guys can have your dramatic heartfelt moment. <laughs> Sly's having a mint chuck. So he turns around. And sees the three of you at the front of the car, and he just, ah, oh, 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 you. <laughs> and as he turns, and as he's turning to look away, he suddenly jumps out of the car. Oh, oh, God, I wasn't wrong. What is it? Just, just look. Albion's going to follow his gaze. And just slowly extend the ice cream towards him. <laughs> As you are attempting to hand him his, I assume, maple creamy. Yes, it's a maple creamy. You look out and follow his gaze to the lake. And you can see that there is a boat. They have been allowing ferry tours to occur. Uh, they still are restricting some commercial activity in in the wake of like the whole instance with uh, a bunch of fish dying. The information that you've gotten is that there is some level of pollution in there that is making it unsafe. They're recommending that it's not necessarily safe for humans to just be in, but boating is a thing that can be allowed. So there is a ferry out on the water right now and there is something on the ferry on the very back of it there isn't much there at first but as you kind of dial in and realize that's where you're looking you start seeing that it's moving coming up from out of the water looks like one very large tentacle
Beaumont the big bad? Because I, I have mixed feelings about that. <laughs> oh, no, I've been statting the big bad recently, and I can't share how cool <gasps> all their stats are. Oh, it's sly, isn't it? Yep. <laughs> he is Krampus. His so stats are sh- way up there. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, we're doomed. Just Sly's let him just win. Just a Kuma now. <laughs> Give Sly whatever he wants. <laughs> hmm. uh, good. I want right. thousand deaths. Mesuts. Pocket Podcast Network Quality programming right to your pocket